0: listening to episode 227 of the Ruby on Rails podcast, I'm your host, Kyle Daigle. Excited to be back. Uh, this week, I've invited Joel back. Uh, we talk a little bit about GraphQL and what he's up to and Patriots Day, which is a really excellent Massachusetts-based holiday, but I guess everyone celebrates it. Um, but you can hear more about that in the uh, in the episode as well. Uh, thanks, everyone who reached out. Uh, apologies for a little bit of a wonky schedule, but I appreciate you sticking with me. Um, as always, you can message me on Twitter um, at kdaigle, or you can shoot me an email Kyle Daigle at gmail.com. I'd love to hear what you think of the show, what you'd like to hear more of. Um, and I think we're going to have a new, uh, guest co-host, uh, on the next episode, which is going to be pretty excellent. So, um, up to three folks hoping to get to four and then we'll switch back to a weekly, uh, weekly basis on this. So, um, RailsConf is coming up still. Uh, Excited about that. Uh, So if you're going to that, I'd love to hear uh, what you think we should talk about from the podcast or if we should interview anyone. If you see a really great talk or you hear a really interesting announcement, I'd love to hear more about that. So, uh, again, hit me up on Twitter uh, or email and uh, we can uh, go from there. Uh, So now let's get to the chat with Joel. Uh, But before that, this episode of the Ruby on Rails podcast is brought to you in part by Rollbar. I'm excited to tell you a little bit about Rollbar. Uh, One of the frustrating things that we all deal with with errors are relying on our users to report errors, digging through log files, to debug issues. You have to do everything manually, but with Rollbar's error monitoring, you get the full stack trace, context, and user data to help you find and fix impactful errors super fast. You can also integrate Rollbar into your existing workflows. You can send your error alerts to things like Slack or HipChat, um, or you can automatically create new issues in Jira, Pivotal Tracker, and Trello. You can also add the rollbar ruby sdk as easy as gem install rollbar and start tracking application errors in minutes uh, there are a couple cool features of the of rollbar's ruby gem you can send request data for any rack framework things like parameters headers session data cookies you can configure rollbar's front end javascript sdk without installing it manually Uh, Deep link your GitHub repos. That's a really cool feature. I really love it. Um, We also have a special offer for listeners. You can go to rollbar.com slash Ruby, sign up, and get the bootstrap plan for free. Loved by developers at awesome companies like Heroku, Twilio, Kayak, Zendesk, Twitch, and more. Again, you can go to rollbar.com slash Ruby, sign up, and get the bootstrap plan for free. You can also go visit Rollbar at RailsConf on April 25th. They'll be giving away free swag and product demos as well. One last time, Rollbar.com/ruby sign up and get the Rollbar Bootstrap plan for free. Now onto the show. <laughs> So, Joel, what do you do on Patriots Day? Since I'm not sure I'm going to talk to you before Patriots Day. And I feel like this is a very important question to ask someone who lives in Boston.
1: So Patriots Day is, um, is also Marathon Monday.
0: Yes, of, of the Boston
1: Marathon. Yes, the, the, uh, the New York Marathon is not held here. Um, I, I, I will probably be split between doing actual work. Um, I thought it was like a federal holiday no it's a state holiday oh I guess that makes more sense sorry it's (laughs) only a state it's only a state holiday and and, I mean most places most places don't have it off but if you live in Boston or in the general vicinity there's absolutely no reason why your work should require you to try and make it into the office yeah and um, one wrinkle in my personal Situation is that I live on the marathon route. <laughs> so, um, I'm no matter what is normal or not, I'm in a bit of a bind, a little bit of a pickle there. Yeah. Uh, and if the past few years, it, it hasn't even really been my choice because my son's daycare, um, was closed. Uh, they uh, are also on the marathon route, uh, this year, however, uh, his daycare his new daycare is open. So I'll probably spend some time out uh watching very fit people run by me. <laughs> and it's my year. It's my it's my it's my annual time to say, "Wow, that's really cool. I wonder if I could do that." And then go back inside and have a beer. <laughs> yeah. I could do that. <laughs> yeah. I could do that so good. <laughs> yeah. It's every year during the race, it's like Wow that's amazing those people are I respect and admire and I wish I could do that And then I let a long pregnant pause and then the thought just leaves my head
0: <laughs> and, and goes into hibernation for 364 days.
1: yeah yeah exactly but I, I love I love Marathon Monday I love Patriots Day. I love that the Red Sox have a game at like 11 in the morning um yeah i feel like it's, it's just
0: it's just capacity testing for boston it, boston's like can, can, we, can we can we possibly get any other teams playing let's get the celtics going in there too yeah. just for no particular reason just to see what the maximum capacity of this city is
1: yeah it, it, uh st patrick's day is like a dry run <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we got marathon monday it's it's i i love it i i I love it just for the fact that it, it's the first day where it actually, roughly, the first day around here where it actually starts feeling like spring, sure. um, like I could actually go outside and not wear a coat, um, so I'm, I'm really excited for that, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll go outside, we'll hang out, uh, maybe I'll try and do a little work, but that might be futile, <laughs> so so we'll see just how successful we are with that. I don't. What What about you, Kyle? What do you do on uh, Patriots Day? Patriots
0: Day? At, yeah. I, you, you mean Monday? <laughs> 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 I wake up and I go to work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's absolutely nothing fun that happens if you're not in Boston <laughs> on that day. The only benefit of that was the year uh, it was recently uh, when. Uh, didn't they like did, well, didn't, because of Boston I don't remember if it was because of the bombing which is kind of a, a, a sour note to bring up mm-hmm. but but they didn't they move the uh, like IRS tax day or something because it landed on the same day and like Boston was like nah Mm -hmm. and like the IRS was like okay cool you get an extra couple days or whatever
1: yeah they totally did I think that was last that might have been last year I want to say I
0: feel like they were like well we can't do it on Patriots Day yeah (laughs) that's when the marathon happens there's no taxes
1: on marathon day what are we savages I mean so
0: thank you I appreciate that (laughs) yeah
1: it was uh yeah we all As an independent uh, consultant, independent contractor, I very much appreciated that that <laughs> note, that sentiment, so. Excellent. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. so uh,
0: I haven't talked to you in a little bit. Mm. It's been, I think, a month or so, maybe, roughly, uh, mm-hmm. since we last chatted. What's mm-hmm. What's been going on with Joel? Um, what so- new technical hijinks have you gotten yourself into <sighs> this time?
1: Oh, man. So have you heard of this GraphQL thing? I haven't. Please illuminate me. No, I, I've I've actually been hearing a lot a, a lot um, around it, and I've been meaning to kind of like check in on it. But um, the, as it was mentioned earlier today in uh, the Slack Slack team we we both are in mm-hmm. that uh, the uh, Bike Shed podcast, uh, Derek and Sean and special guest Chris uh, over there at Bike Shed that we're talking about GraphQL and all the good stuff that. You can do with it that you can't do with the old school legacy, crufty gross, restful type of API stuff. Yeah, rest is to Ruby what <laughs> uh, GraphQL is to Elixir, I think. Interesting. From what I hear, <laughs> that's what the cool kids are saying. At least that's at least that's what the cool kids. Uh, are saying. But it's it's really it's compelling. Like I haven't really dug too far into it. I mean, I've, I've heard you talk about it a bunch of times but um, having worked on an iOS app uh, before that uh, talked to a, a Rails backend, a REST um, RESTful-ish uh, backend, I went through pains that I hear echoed in a lot of the reasons why people consider GraphQL to be so cool. So it's definitely one of those things that I want to play with a little bit, um, especially now that I'm starting to rip apart a couple of apps into other services. So, um, kudos, kudos to the GraphQL group, and kudos to you for carrying that torch. And uh, yeah, uh, the, and they were, and Chris and and Sean and them were very, uh, um, and Derek were very complimentary of all the GraphQL goodness over there. So good work.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's been uh, it's been pretty fun. Um, lots of people like GitHub working on it. So um, so <laughs> to avoid to sound like this was my idea, my implementation, and my everything, which is basically <laughs> the exact opposite of the truth. Uh, uh, lots of folks have been working on it. But yeah, I mean it's been it's been interesting. It's also been kind of interesting to look at now that we have like engineers on our side using it and external people where people try to jam graphql where it doesn't belong mm. like in my like opinion you know like rest became such a staple that like anytime you set an api like no matter what it was being used for you like did a quote unquote rest api mm-hmm. and i use like quote unquote as to mean that like a lot of apis aren't actually restful they just you know have resources via yeah. you know gets and like everyone yeah. said look it's rest um yeah
1: it's not a hypermedia kind of like restful has certain uh parameters that would make it fall into a actual restful yeah service, and i think right?
0: it's just like things just sort of like got a little bit watered down over time and so on it, but like it was it be, because it's so sort of generic like a lot of people were kind of doing like RPC style stuff with REST, even though like, you know, they would call it a REST API. And so now that GraphQL is around, everyone's like, oh man, GraphQL is cool. Like, you know, I heard that really cool, smart guy that sounds really great on the Ruby on Rails podcast say that GraphQL was (laughs) cool. And uh, they're talking about you (laughs) and, and and now we want to use it. And it's like the, the, the power in like the interesting part for me about GraphQL is essentially like where you don't control um, the use cases. You know, or you specifically choose not to want to control the use cases. Um, you know, where you're either providing an API for integrators or, like, external parties, or you don't really want to be heavily involved in, like, how are my people going to use this? I want to just sort of let them have the tools they need. Um, but in a lot of cases, like, most... I would I would probably honestly say most APIs that are primarily internal, like, can get some benefit from GraphQL if, if it's used in the right sort of manner. But most of the time, it's like, I just need to hit this endpoint, and it just needs to do this thing. Or I need to hit this endpoint, and it just needs to always return this like very specific payload that I need for this use case. Like that is totally okay. Like there is no reason to uh, sort of subject yourself to the GraphQL overhead of writing everything really performantly and typing everything out the right way. Like in my opinion. Um, I think that GraphQL solves a lot of problems like extremely well, uh, but I also don't think it's like a a, a drop in replacement for REST APIs. You know, I I think it's something that you have to choose to sort of accept the complications of for the benefits. um, And when you're not really sure if like you need a complete query language in order to get at the data that you want, you know, having 10 really well-formed endpoints that give you exactly what you need for your mobile app, for your internal site, for whatever is totally acceptable for me. You know, um, I, uh, like, I think, I think, I, I think because rest became such like, uh, overloaded term that they folks haven't really sort of thought through necessarily, uh, how it's being used right now or how they would like it to be used before just going, Oh man, I can get anything I want from GraphQL. Awesome. Like I'm going to jump over to that. Um, When, you know, just like an RPC call or something that looks like that would be totally fine.
1: It's an interesting, it's an interesting balance. And I mean, I think we've, I think we've talked before a a little bit about this, where um, starting something out, you, you kind of, you kind of want it to be bad and kind of sloppy just to, to, figure out where you are just like kind of chisel away at, at the actual problem and and, and the, the needs to see exactly what what it is that you're building like sometimes mm-hmm. you just don't like you have an idea but it it, it moves around so much and mutates so much that um, you have no idea and GraphQL is an interesting um, an interesting little paradigm where it could move with you and and kind of shape itself to fit the needs that you have at any particular time. Because having worked the previous iOS app that I worked on, this thing moved and zigged and zagged so many times that I we had to just kind of like throw Band-Aid upon Band-Aid on the API that we had. Where yeah. It would have been nice if we had had something like GraphQL, I could have been like, oh, well, we'll just, we'll change what we're looking for. We'll change the definitions and, and see, you know, expose the data that we actually need and just ask for it. The way that we need it but at the same time you would need some working knowledge of of graphql and how it works and and how to move all that stuff around uh, in order yeah. to do it so there's the institutional knowledge that you need in order to to have the flexibility that um something like that provides you but um if you're going to tinker with something like that upfront with the hopes that oh this is going to be a, a bit of a panacea uh, to allow us to do this like you know you don't know until you you ha- you feel that pain so if I had if I was still at that company I probably would have been like guys we've 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 gone through this rewrite this redesign three or four times now um, we're going to do a hard shift in exactly how how this is going and I'd imagine that's a decision that. You know, a a lead developer, or a CTO, or a VP of engineering would, would probably make, but um, it's it's something that I think will probably end up you'll probably end up seeing, or the anybody who works with GraphQL will probably end up seeing quite a bit when they start yeah. feeling those pains and say, you know what, I mean, GitHub is a is a perfect use case, it's a perfect candidate for for this type of stuff, considering how much people use uh you know your API.
0: Yeah, sure. I think like the, the thing that I'm actually, um, I'm giving a talk at um, the Philly uh, ETE conference. I forget what it's called, like enterprise technology um, uh, conference that's coming up in a couple of weeks uh, in Philadelphia, emerging technology. Um, and it's basically around that. It's like part of the reason why GraphQL has been so compelling from a provider standpoint is that we would like to make everyone use it you know, like it it sort of changes the way we look at our API instead of being this like completely separate thing that comes later. Um, And so for me, that's what makes it so interesting and valuable is that I can go to like the person working on the cool new feature at GitHub and say, here, use this. And then I can go to an integrator and say, here, use this. And it's the same thing. Like that's very compelling. And we're not having to sort of craft these like really perfect rest endpoints or whatever, you know, to kind of like make both parties happy. So for me, that. That's the really interesting part is like if we're if we're acknowledging that we're separating a, like a, in a fair uh in a fairly large way the people providing the data and the people consuming it like in a way where the people who work on the platform at GitHub are not going to always know the complete context of like why are we building this new feature um which is just true at a company of our size like We want to give them something that they can use that has all the bits and pieces, the power, the flexibility, um, where that might not be necessary in a much smaller, um, you know, arrangement. Uh, But I mean, you know, I I think I think with any new technology, everyone's just going to like jam it into a bunch of places and, you know, figure out over time where it actually fits.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yep. You know,
0: I think that's true for almost everything. And then you get the like the opposite backlash, the kind of like Rails doesn't scale backlash, you know? I love Um, that one. Right. Well, it's like, you know, like one, it's not entirely true. Two, like every technology is about trade offs, ultimately. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not saying like Rails doesn't scale or anything, but it's like you, you, the thing that makes it powerful, you know, could be a detractor from other areas. And I think the same is true for GraphQL, right? Like being able to be like in Rails, like, find user and, you know, emit via JSON, <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> like that's right. very
0: different than GraphQL and a lot yeah. faster. Uh, but you also have a lot of complications, um, that are, that's just different. So, uh, I think, I think it's going to be interesting to see over like the coming year. Um, as things solidify on our end, uh, but it's v- it's been very cool. Like when you sent that article uh, over uh, from the folks uh, at Thoughtbot, um, I think it was right. Thoughtbot, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, just saying. You know, they had they had wrote something and used the API. Like those those pings are the coolest ones because it's like they saw the old API, they saw this new thing, they gave it a shot, and it worked well for them. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's a much more interesting feedback loop, in my opinion, than the like somebody saw kyle talk they went and tried it with the full context of kyle's talk and it was cool and now i want to use graphql too like for me getting like the, the more organic feedback is really really interesting
1: oh, yeah yep yep or i, I so it, it's interesting that this this kind of ties into something that that i was i was talking to a friend of mine the other day uh dan uh, Dan uh, is has been working with me on Truebox. He's he's one of the designers uh, um, working with me on Truebox. And we had this discussion about some of the stuff that that we have been using and kind of speaking to that organic discovery um, sort of feeling. Uh, he started playing with a CSS framework. Now, we're kind of getting into Brian's territory here. So, Brian, apologies for <laughs> stepping into your turf. Um, but we're... we're we're working on the dashboard side of, of, of the Shoebox app. And he's like, you know what, uh, just bear with me here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to experiment with this new CSS framework. It's called Tachyons. And I'm like, okay, dude, whatever. You're the boss. You're the pro. I'm just going to let you do your job. And um, I'm going to stay out of your hair. And, and he went and started it. And he's like, you know, I'm really liking this. And I'm like, great, cool. And he had to kind of disappear for a few weeks uh, to work on a client app and uh, a client project and i went in there to to get some a bunch of features uh uh, filled up uh filled out and i was looking at this tachyons project and i'm like oh jesus this is ugly i don't (laughs) like this at all it's really it's like it's a lot it's i guess that you could call it like a functional css uh, framework, which oh, is kind of which I'm, is kind of weird. I'm in already. <laughs> um, so so it, it, it's like, um, you describe things down to its most basic core, and you like um, blocks or margins or padding or whatever. Like in the class names, like short class names, and you just stack class names on top of the elements and containers and all that, and it kind of like uh, builds on top of itself. So you look at the markup, and it's like, oh, that's a class. Soup It's more like uh, throwing classes in a blender and and hitting puree and uh, I, I, I didn't like that at first, but then I started working with it and'm um, I'm loving it. Like, oh, yeah? it's really great. Yeah, like it just kind of like, oh, things start clicking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and you start figuring out the reasons why, and things come together. And there's this, this uh, I want to chalk it up to a little bit of maturity to being able to like look at something and withhold judgment until I give it a fair shot. And I'm proud of myself that I didn't just go to Dan and, and ask him like, what the bleep is this? <laughs> um, and, and, and gave it a, a fair shake and it, it worked out really, really well. So I, it, it's almost like things like GraphQL, I don't want to say that it's in the same boat, but it's it's one of those let's figure out what the promises are, let's figure out what figure out what the trade-offs are and give it a go. I think um, that
0: it's like also like I I, I would say that I've noticed a lot like at least internally um just, you know, re- forgetting how expensive it is to learn something new. <laughs> hmm. You know, and like how uncomfortable it is to be told, like, "Hey, this is our new thing. Like, you're going to learn this thing because it's the way forward, or whatever." You know, uh, and it's a very uncomfortable feeling to be like, "I could just bust this out in active record in two seconds, mm-hmm. or whatever." You know, insert any analogy, uh, and it's in it. I think it's something that we kind of forget about, especially as I would say we enter into um, our like. Uh, I'm trying to say like uh, your more senior years. Like I don't know how else to describe it. Like once you once you've sort of gotten down the base of your craft pretty well, you know, mm-hmm. and you're in, and you feel very comfortable. I think it's easy just to forget that like. Uh, the changes that are introduced into, say, Rails and Ruby tend to be iterative and and relatively small over time. But to be like, here's this entirely new CSS framework or here's GraphQL or here's whatever that isn't so, um, you know, step-by-step, it's a Mm -hmm. much bigger leap, um, isn't something that's very normal. At least at, like, a company like I'll just say, like, at GitHub, where, like, you know, we've been using Rails and Ruby since forever, uh, you know, and and we've been looking at basically the same thing for such a long time that... uh, Unlike people that are newer to programming that have no choice but to consistently learn lots of new things very quickly. Um, and, I, and I would imagine it's possible that the sort of uh, fear level or the or the uh, comfort with uncomfort uh, is just very different uh, than, than most of us that have so, sort of been doing it for a while. So I, I, I got to feel like that's a big part of it, too. You know, when you look at something really new, I feel like most people, the sort of immediate reaction is almost always like okay this is this is horrible you know uh and and then over time you either go yep i was totally right this is absolutely horrible or you know or it sort of grows on you and as you get more comfortable with it or you get comfortable learning it um you know it seems to be powerful i just think that we are so used to being like yeah no that's a hash and now there's just this new newer prettier way to describe a hash you know or or whatever
1: yeah Uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 an interesting inflection point with with any technology because everything is done already. Like that that's a large re- so Ruby and Rails was was fun and like there were a lot of uh social and process um norms that were built up around the community that over the years so things like testing and things like uh idiomatic ruby and just like and Rails and and MVC pattern and everything around that and that was fun and I you're seeing that sort of thing happen again and again with all these other technologies but you know where Ruby and Rails is right now is all the hard stuff all of the yeah. ORMs all yep. of the all of the frameworks so many frameworks and all that stuff has been iterated on so many times you get either new versions that are better coming out uh, or or off not offshoots but kind of like a Another take on on the same theme Mm -hmm. or you have really wild interesting small things come up that you're like oh that's original wow that that itch that somebody needed to scratch is now being bubbled up to the surface because there's not an announcement for a new you know giant um plug rails plugin being announced every Every day, the the devices of the world are not being announced and taken up Ruby Weekly every week. Yeah, now yeah. you're hearing about you know things like HTML email frameworks or, <laughs> um, you know, things of that nature. So it's an interesting time after that particular inflection point, and you know, so many people have moved on and they're building. They're porting factory girls and test frameworks and all that stuff to Go and Elixir and JavaScript and all that stuff. So um, it's, it's it's a fun time still um, to be working with what people would consider not the cool thing yeah. anymore. I've so. never
0: wanted to be cool
1: yeah you know what i th- i you know one of the reasons i think i like you is because that for such a young guy you're such an old man
0: <laughs> yeah i've never wanted to be cool i just want to go to bed like why are we going out this late it's already time to go to sleep <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's me to a t uh, so yeah it's 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 pretty cool um yeah and uh, like I've I've said it a million times, just having had enough time doing all this stuff, you 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 tend to perspective is a lot. There's a lot more clarity in sure. that perspective. So
0: yeah,
1: and it's fun being old and not cool. I admit it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I admit it. Yeah. Um, so you're doing the roadshow to Philly to talk about. Graphing. Yeah,
0: it's my uh, my only um known talk uh this year so far oh you know what i might not have ever said this on the podcast i'm expecting child number two uh in july Mm, Um, tough. yeah uh and so uh i guess not i we i don't know we my wife is having another child Uh, does your wife know this i know i I always screw that up and everyone side eyes me and i don't mean it uh, i don't mean to uh uh, my family is growing by one uh come july and so um I've been trying to sort of front load a lot of this stuff uh, because I plan to be off for quite a bit uh, afterwards. And so, uh, yeah, going to Philly. And uh, I was interested because, like, there's been a a couple talks and uh, some of my um, coworkers are giving talks at, like, OzCon about our our work in GraphQL. And I actually kind of wanted to give a, like, slightly more manager-y talk, like, how we chose GraphQL and how we've implemented it from, like, Mm -hmm. a sort of organizational perspective and not necessarily a, like, look, GraphQL is going to solve all your problems, you know, uh, thank goodness that GraphQL exists. It's more like, look, this is some cool stuff that GraphQL can do and here's where it shines. And then like, here's the hard part. <laughs> it's like spoiler yeah. alert, like training and spoiler alert, linting and spoiler alert, you know, all these other bits and pieces. And so, um, uh, it, it looks like a great conference. I've personally never been, but I know people that have, uh, and so if you're in the Philly area or uh, uh, going to be at that conference, uh, feel free to hit me up on Twitter. I'd love to meet you uh, at the conference or grab a grab a drink or a coffee or something. While Oh, you ruined my
1: joke. I was going to say, just don't ask you to go out for a drink because <laughs> you have to go to bed. That's why I said a drink or coffee. I immediately regretted it.
0: I was like, or a coffee, because I will inevitably have that horrible child uh like, wake-up syndrome when I travel, you know, which yeah. is only quadruply horrible when I travel to San Francisco because, you know, that's a, between the time change and my normal wake-up hour of 6 a.m. because of n- n- no choice on my end. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, I understand. I understand. Well, at least you're go- – I mean, it's not far. I mean, yeah. you just hop on hop on a plane in Bradley and then you're down in a half hour or so.
0: Yeah, exactly. I kind of felt a little silly. They were like, how would you like to get here? And I was like, uh – I mean, a train sounds quaint, but I really enjoy a thirty-minute flight. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I did it. I did it from here uh, several years ago. I gave a talk at the Philly Ruby Group, and it was like, I I blinked, and I was there. So yeah, it was a commute mostly. So, um, anyway, what what do you got for me? What do you got going on?
0: Oh my goodness. Um, lots and lots and lots of things uh yeah i mean so um uh unpaid plug (laughs) we're hiring (laughs) Uh Uh, and so um the the platform group at github uh we're we're hiring a bunch of different uh positions um folks on my team um of which i know at least one podcast listener has a has sent in because uh, they mentioned it, but uh, the interface team is looking to hire people. The um, production engineering group is looking to hire. The data group is looking to hire. So um, a fair bit of work there. Most of the uh, most of the work that I'm uh, working on right now will be going uh, out around uh, GitHub Satellite time, which is an event uh, in May in London. So if you are listening from uh, that side of the world, give it a look, GitHub Satellite satellite may 22nd uh again i'd love to meet you there for a coffee or a tea or something that's really <laughs> early since my time
1: <laughs> zone problems are gonna be really bad in that way uh, i'm gonna miss you by a couple weeks i'm gonna be there a couple weeks oh before no then, bummer yeah 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 it's our first trip our first trip over there so
0: oh that's awesome
1: it would have been it would have been nice to be there at the same time but
0: yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, most of my stuff right now has been besides like uh, um, some some interesting stuff with the GraphQL side of things. But most of it has been basically preparing for a couple different things going out at that event and then growing the team, which is a very interesting, um, a very interesting process, uh, you know, to to get folks in and do that, do the whole interviewing uh, uh uh, process and and everything else there so most of my most of my uh work right now is quite managery to be to be honest but that's not i, like I mean it. It.
1: yeah and that's a, that's a whole other conversation that's a whole other
0: yeah, I was going to say that's a whole other podcast I'll tell yeah. you what
1: yeah that's several hours worth <laughs> um well that's compelling i hear github i hear good things i hear they're going places so i'm sure that uh you'll have a few things coming in there oh, i feel for like sure. every, everyone's hiring so good luck <laughs>
0: yeah yeah this is true uh, we do hire remote though which is one which is one uh benefit as some folks still don't but uh,
1: i yeah i can i speak guess not that. some
0: folks many folks still don't
1: yeah i I, the, I just i can't work anywhere that's not remote at this point I, i've have uh, it just wouldn't work for me so but I'm glad that I'm glad that you guys have that discipline down. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, we do like, so some teams like uh, a quick, a quick foray, like some teams are more quote unquote remote than others. And what I mean is that um, teams do get to define sort of how remote they would like to be. And, Uh, Essentially meaning how much time zone width or breadth they would like, if that makes sense. And so there are teams that have people that are on the same team but are essentially opposite hours, you know, amongst and with people, many people in between. And then other teams uh, tend to move towards... uh, Uh, like a a a tighter time zone span so that the team generally is working you know four or five hours a day together Mm -hmm. um you know and so that can skew like you know um uh eastern europe to western europe or it can skew like gmt to pst or whatever but uh we do sort of start to um some teams rather i should say like, like for example my team uh tend to pick uh, groups that are a little bit easier to work uh together at the same time uh, because it is a it is i would say time zones are probably one of the most difficult parts of of a truly remote team um and so to to sort of make it slightly easier on everyone uh we try to group people together that work in sort of similar things so that way the time zones aren't um too difficult to work around but um but yeah, I mean we're still um, I wanna say engineering is still something like eighty percent remote at GitHub. Um, so Music's my, Music my ears,
1: man. Music's <laughs> my ears. I think that's beautiful. I think it's great. Um, it, as long as people get I, I'm always of the of the philosophy that as long as everybody gets their job done and, and um is contributing as much as, as they are expected to, then it's all yeah. good. You work where you work where you need to work. Mm-hmm. Um so, all right, awesome. GitHub. Yeah. Everybody work at GitHub. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, don't. I feel like you guys <laughs> employ about <laughs> eighty to ninety percent of all people who write Ruby. Remember
0: the think? good old days where it was literally like one hundred and fifty percent. Like it was like yeah. every week was like a so and so named Ruby developer now works at GitHub. Yeah uh <laughs> i don't know that that's entirely true anymore but
1: well you no longer have the so-and-so is a githubber blog posts but uh you know when the when the tender loves and uh people of that ilk uh continue to to go over there i figure it's either you or heroku and that's about it um so in the ruby world but i'll take there it are, there are much worse things than that so
0: all right joel what do you got going on in the next month
1: um so uh, before, busy before we talk
0: again so we can prepare ourselves
1: yeah so um uh this is the first time i'll mention it publicly but i'm gonna launch a new version of shoebox in a couple weeks Ooh. um so that that redesign will go out the door um in a couple weeks we're doing a, a very heads down um effort there uh getting all our ducks in a row so uh i've been doing a lot of planning around that um it's a busy month uh patriots day (laughs) (laughs) um just closing the circle there uh that's coming up and uh then in a month from today my wife and i will be in london um for a little short vacation our first vacation in a long time i was gonna say with the with the little dude or Son's little dude. Ooh. He will be. He will be. He will be at my in-laws. Uh, he'll be with grandma and grandpa. He'll be with two grandmas and grandpa. Awesome. Um, so that'll that'll be that'll be fun. Um, and the two dogs will be there too. So the entire family is going to be dropped off over there, over there. But yeah, it'll 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 be a busy month. And then next month, probably when next time we talk, um, I'll be looking to. Maybe bump up the shoebox team by one um, a little bit. I might bring on some contractors uh, for that. So that should be an interesting. Speaking of time zones, um, <laughs> so uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, awesome. I have stuff to talk about there, but looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, you have got a man. You got a lot to get in before. I know. Summertime.
0: I know. I got a thing to do over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No kidding. All right, Joel. Talk in a couple of weeks. All right, buddy. Take care. Bye. That's it. Uh, In the next episode, I'll be bringing on a new guest co-host. Pretty excited about that. Otherwise, you can follow me at KDagle on Twitter. If you have any questions or want to hear something on the show, uh, feel free to hit me up there. Until next time.